And welcome to Real Talk Sports today. I'll be your host. This is Rico. I just want to go ahead and first thank our platform Anchor for actually allowing us a platform here. I think all our sponsors here have actually sponsored the show. And then go ahead and thank our fans out there who have actually uh, chimed in on a week-to-week basis. So as usual, um, right now the show is just based off some of the current events here in sports. There's some of the stories that I pulled out that are most interesting, um, either in the associations of the NBA or the NFL mainly. Um, so let me go ahead and first go ahead and jump into one of our three topics here, which all are actually concerning to the NBA. The first one is the aura rings and will more players actually use them? Um, so first off, what is an aura ring? So according to this article here, it's talking about the Lakers who actually wear rings on their fingers that actually monitor your sleep and it actually monitors what type of energy frequency that you have going through your body as far as uh, electric currents and things like that. And it was said in this article that these rings could possibly detect COVID-19 or detect an imbalance in the body um, for a precaution, you know, for players and anybody else who actually wears these rings. So should more players wear them? And is it a good idea? I would say yes. You know, I think that when you're talking about elite athletes at any level, I think that the most important thing is understanding your measurements. Um, If you understand your measurements and you're able to understand where your body's at, at its optimal level, you'll know when to taper, Um, taper as far as, you know, take the workouts down or you know when to rest your body versus when you know to push your body. And so I think the more metric data that you have, the better off you are. Now, in this case, if these aura rings are strictly designed to not only monitor your sleep, which we know being in the NBA, that's one of the toughest things that an NBA player really goes through because when you're going from you know city to city and you're on a traveling spree, you're going through different time zones. So in those time zones, you're losing sleep and you still have to come, you have to get up, you have to go to practice in the morning and then you have to play the game. Um, so if you're able <clears throat> to monitor your levels of sleep, um, from what I understand with this aura ring, it will detect if you're in deep sleep, light sleep, medium sleep. It detects if you're rolling around uh, throughout the night, tossing and turning. Um, and those, those are those, that data is, is priceless, especially when you're trying to keep your, I think your immune system at a high. So I would say that it's an excellent idea. And I think it's something that, you know, the NBA should maybe have all teams take advantage of here in this reset and coaches as well, you know, because we talked about it yesterday with uh, three coaches having to miss with um, Mike D'Antoni, coach Greg Popovich and Alvin Gentry. You know, if they're wanting to participate, I think that that maybe is one of the things that should be a stigma or one of the things that has to happen for them as they do wear this ring um, in order to help uh, prevent anything from happening so i think this is an excellent idea i think the lakers are right on here with uh having this ring and having some of the players wear it um and i think it comes with like various other applications that you could use which i'd have to actually do the research on it but it seems like something that's a a great device that should be used um so that's really that topic there we were talking about the ore ring and is it good you know for this reset and everything else the next thing here is a couple signings. So 
Number one, uh, Tyler Johnson to the Rockets. Um, and so keep in mind, folks, that anybody that was on a 10-day contract, they have to re-sign back with teams now. So it was a hiatus, and then they have to re-sign back with teams. Tyler Johnson is uh, apparently or it's it's in the news that he possibly could sign with the Rockets and it's is this a good situation now Tyler Johnson when he played for the Miami Heat I think he was right on the verge of being uh, a breakout player or he was right there you know he was shooting about 37 percent from the three-point land and now when you look at what he accomplished here uh, with the Suns you know he only shot 28 percent uh, he got behind Rick Rubio and uh, also to Javon Carter as far as the rotation and everything like that. So is it a good signing for the Rockets? It's a great signing if you can get him back to that 37 to 40 percent. That's what Mike Tony's system really derives on. It derives on shooters who are able to knock down the three ball. He's not going to have to necessarily be such a creator like he was with Miami um, or actually be such a ball handler like he was with the Suns. The only thing he has to do is just spot up and knock down jump shots. And to me, I'm not sure if Tyler Johnson is just a spot up shooter because that's what he's going to turn into here. Um, you know, a lot of the the, the his play was dictated off creativity with the ball. Um, with the Mike D'Antoni system, you're going to turn more into a spot-up shooter because you're going to have James Harden, who's probably initiating a lot of the offense, um, or you're going to have, you know, uh, you're going to have Rivers out there too, who's also creating as well. So, you know, for him to be a, a ball handler and a shooter too might be a bit much but if he can be a spot-up shooter then I think it's an outstanding sign up or sign <laughs> or signing for the Rockets here so you know that's that's my take there with Tyler Johnson and his possibility of being with the Rockets um lastly a, a signing that I really like is Joe Kim Noah to the Clippers I love that one. I love Joe Kim Noah going to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I think that he is for sure going to add some depth to the front line. Um, you look at the fact that they have Zubox right now as a starter, and I think Zubox is going to be an outstanding center in this league, um, especially as he he gets better each game out. And he's followed behind Montrez Harrell. You know, I feel like him and Montrez Harrell on the front line. Um, coming off the bench are just going to be spectacular because you look at Joe Kim Noah, he was averaging 16.5 minutes per game with the Memphis Grizzlies and he was moving pretty well. If you can get that production with the Clippers, he's not going to have to be in a situation where plays have to get run for him. I think he's going to be in a situation where you know, he's able to clean up a lot of things. He's able to catch lobs. I think he's going to be um, an integral piece here for the Clippers if they're to make a serious run and really grasp a championship um, in this kind of this kind of off year. Basically, I, I think that this may be the piece that they need, which can fuel them. You know, depending on what type of shape and what type of team the Clippers return in the action here, um, the the potential for Joe Kim Noah is unlimited here in this lineup because I think with this team he fits perfectly. Uh, because they're looking for somebody to add some defensive toughness there. And you think about it like this. Paul George was struggling with the shoulder prior to this. He was kind of up and down. Now, he's had 
a lengthy rest. Like even if he's working out, he's been able to probably get that shoulder and, and everything together. You pair that with Kawhi Leonard on the outside, you have two of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Then you're talking about getting your interior defense together. Montrezl Harrell was already tough. And Joe Kim Noah adds another level of toughness uh, to that lineup, which I think is just going to make it that much harder for teams to score. And I think also with the Joe Kim Noah signing, it also helps them match up with the Lakers and their bigs. Because you think about it, they have Dwight Howard. Um, they have JaVale McGee. You know, those are two of the bigs right there that they have already. And so you're, you're pairing up, you're getting more size, and you're getting more heavier on your front line to – uh, go against that and they have Anthony Davis too so I think certainly when you look at that compared to what the Lakers have because I think this is really coming down to um, a two-team race really on the west um, but we'll see what happens with the restart but I think this is uh, immensely uh, just terrific for the Clippers I think that Joe Kim Noah will actually help push them over the top defensively so we'll see what happens with you know what the the NBA looks like here on this restart and I'll go into that briefly um, you know it is slated to start here um, within the the next month or so where they're going to open up training caps and things like that and they're slated to play here in Orlando so um, you know, it's a whole host of health issues there. And also, too, we've talked about the financial issues that they could face here. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what this restart does. So um, for Anchor, I want to thank our, our platform here. I want to go ahead and thank all our sponsors here and just thank the fans who have actually chimed in on the show. I do see the hits here on the show, so definitely appreciate that. That certainly helps us drive content to the show. So um, we'll be back as we continue to just go through the news feed and find one of the most current and interesting uh, things here in sports. So for Rico, your host, I want to thank you. We'll be back.